0: Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasick and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Hi, this is Ben McKay from the North Melbourne Footy Club and you're listening to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos podcast. Here is your host, Dean Thank you, Ben. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vassie. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangaroos or on Instagram at hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today I have Jesse and Frank back to talk about uh, the game yesterday, pre-season concerns. I went through Jesse's uh, version 2 team as well. So plenty to talk about, talked about individual players. Uh, Should we be panicking on uh, a Charlie Combin, um, Wes, or Flynn Perez? Uh, Will Kane Turner play uh, round one? That and plenty more discussed with these boys. So I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on those two individuals right now. All right, so I've got uh, Jesse and Frank uh, back this week. We're always missing one, boys. Um, This week it's Mark, so it's good to have you back, uh, Jesse, after IT emergencies uh, that were happening in your world uh, last week. So we might as well start with you. Um, You missed out on your version two team, and um, you've probably got a bit of an advantage having an extra week on us, um, especially with the news in the last couple of hours with Cameron Zerhar. Go through your back line to start with anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, look, starting with the back line, I've got McDonald, Mackay, Core. And then yeah. half back, I've got Perez, Logan, Gota. So, that's what I've done for the back line. There's obviously a glaring omission there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Explain that one.
1: Yeah, look, I, I didn't love... What I saw from on the weekend, um, I thought there was a few mistakes by foot that were made. Um, I just didn't see enough from him. Kind of with what I guess we've been saying on here and what you've been saying, we could expect from him this year. And I think that was a bit of a reality in terms of what he was able to produce on the field. Um, you know, I know he lost a bit of weight. Zebul lost a bit of weight and, and trimmed up a little bit over the summer. But I just at this stage, I would just much rather get the games into Perez and Goda. I think Gota showed a bit on the weekend. Um, I think he showed signs, so we need to get games into him at all cost. Um, Perez, um, look again. I think we just need to get games into him, see where he's at. There's a couple of other kids coming through who could take that spot. Um, I do have Zeevil on my bench. I will, I will say that. Um, but that's, but that's kind of out of who's been you know, left out in the last couple of hours with Siebel's injury.
0: No, nah, fair enough. I mean, with Flynn Perez, I spoke with Ricky about this yesterday. We don't really have many small defenders uh, uh, in the team at the moment. Um, we've probably got Aaron Hall. Uh, so that's – and, yeah, we know his injury history and he's had an the pre-season. And we've also had – and we've also got Blake Drury, who's a bit too young at the moment. So yeah. um, he'll get his opportunity in reserves. Um, what do you think of that back six, Frank?
2: Uh, yeah, look, no argument from me. I, I think even when I did my team, I, I tossed and turned uh, about Zeeble, Um with you, Dean, saying that, uh, you know, his, his love for the club and what he's done probably gets him in. But I don't think he's in our best 22. Um,
0: so, yeah, it's going to be a tough call. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Like I think he'll start... Uh... I've got no doubt about that at the moment, but it'll be interesting to see if someone takes his place throughout the course of the year. And if he's in the team, you know, last four weeks of the season as opposed to the first four weeks. So that's going to be um, really interesting in that regard. Um, Go through your centre line on the wing and in the right in the centre square. Yep. So
1: I've got Scott and Powell on the wings. Um, obviously, Powell can move into the midfield a bit. I did notice on the weekend he, he you know, his centre bounds attendance was quite low. So, but he he seemed to be quite effective playing wing, half forward, etc. So, I've got him on the wing. Got Cunnington in the centre. Um, do you want me to put the rucks in there as well? Oh, you might as well go with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got Goldie
1: go in the ruck, obviously LDU, and I've got Phillips in the middle. Um, I know a few people post game were a little bit critical of, of Phillips's output. Um, I think that's that's pretty rough given the fact that he he effectively missed all of last year and he came up against one of the powerhouse midfielders of the competition, so I'd, I've got no concerns about him at all i happy for him to start
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of players came in for unwarranted un, un, uh, criticism, which we'll talk about uh, throughout the course of the show. Uh, who'd you have on the other wing? You had Powell on, uh, yeah, on one wing? Yeah, I've got Bailey, Scott and Powell
1: on the two yeah, wings. Yeah, i got Yeah, 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 yeah Cunners, LDU yeah. and Phelps. Simpkin is in the side, I've just got him in a different spot at the moment
0: no dramas. Well, you might as well go to the forward line. I've got a feeling you probably have twice you can maybe there. Yeah, or on a... so,
1: yeah, so half forward, I've obviously got Curtis. I, I, I really enjoyed his ability to get up the ground. Um, obviously dangerous in front of goal, so it's kind of uh, – kind of wish we had two of him. But his ability to get up the ground and create um, – be able to run the ball and get it into the forward line is very effective. You know, he's a very dangerous player. So I've got, look, Curtis um, – I've got Comden. Um, again, overreaction from a lot of people. Mm. I, I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to defend him. He didn't have a great day, but he starts in half forward for me. Uh, and then I've got Simkin on the other centre half forward line. Obviously, him and Powell, Cunnington, LDU can all rotate around that spot. I thought Simkin had a fantastic game. Um, you know, his effectiveness by kick wasn't 100%, but it never is going to be. You know, he, he was, I think he still kicked a goal, I think, um, from a free kick or a mark inside 50, and... I saw him at least once hit up a goal with a very nice kick inside 50 and obviously got over 30 disposals. So I thought he was really, really solid. He'll push into the midfield. Um, I think Clarko will play him a little bit on the outside this year. He's got an amazing sidestep, which I think will allow him to be dangerous inside 50 at times.
0: Yeah, no, yeah fair enough. Um, no complaints with that, Frank? No, no, not at all, Dean. Uh, no, and no, then for the good deep good. forward line, yep. I've got Chiesel, Larky, and Ford. Oh, you got 40. Okay. I, so, do,
1: have, yeah. I do have 40 in. Uh, he's the in for uh, Zerha for me. So I've got 40 in after his three goals in the uh, VFL. Uh, I think he was maybe a little bit shocked that he'd been left out and he, uh, he produced.
0: No, no, fair enough. And interchange bench to round it off.
1: Yeah, so look, on the bench at the moment, and I had a little bit of trouble with this one, I've gone Stephenson. Um, I thought he was good when he came on. Almost toyed with him being the sub, but I, I think I've got him on the starting bench. I've got Zeebel on there at the moment. Um, again, tossed with that one, whether or not you play a Bonner. Um, I've got your man, Turner. He He's on the starting bench for me. He's, he's playing. Uh, and I've got Shields. Uh, Shields is really there mostly for the experience. He didn't have a great output on the weekend, but... I think you need someone of that level who's worked with Clarko before as a bit of an on-field coach, which we've lacked in the past. Um, so I've got him as my as a starting bench player. And then I've actually got Bonner as the sub this week. Um, the reason I have done that is because he can play midfield if required. He can play defender if required. Um, we can move someone else into the forward line if a forward goes down and he needs to go into the back line. So there was a little bit of thought there around who was going to go on the bench. Obviously, we've got a few people out. Um, you know, Zohar, um, Taron would come to the team. I'm big on Archer. I've got him as an emergency, but I think once he's fit, he will be pushing very hard to get into the side.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I guess uh, one notable omission um, that we I'd that, uh, love to get your thoughts is probably Tristan Sherry don't like the idea um, of playing two rucks, like one rotating on a bench and one going mm. forward maybe while one's on a bench or, you know. Look, and
1: I, I think we will do it. So if you're asking me what our team will be, I think Zeb yeah. will start in there like you said and I think Tristan Jerry will – will play um, and we'll do exactly that in terms of rotating them um, My concern is that I just don't think either of them can do well enough forward so it means it has to be a ruck and bench proposition um, which I think puts us at a slight disadvantage. Yes, you've got the sub you can bring them on for extra runs So you could you could play three uh, you know but those two four three quarters and then sub, Whoever's not performing or struggling the most out and then you can bring a runner on for the fourth quarter. Absolutely. And I've got, I'm sure we will probably do that. And I've got no issues with doing that. Um, My concern is, as I said, that it really is a ruck and... Bench proposition. Um, I don't see. It, it's not like the gorn Grundy mix on the weekend where they both kick three goals or whatnot. Um, they're not going to really, especially Tristan, isn't really going to to trouble the scoreboard. Um, the other knock I have on Tris is he gets a lot of hitouts, but his hitouts to advantage aren't really there. On the weekend, you know, I think we. We dominated the hit for most of the day against both Lobb and, and and English, but hitouts to advantage were heavily in their favour. Um so look, he's not it's a balancing act of having to give give him games and having to get, you know, manage Goldie. Um so I'm sure at times this year he will play, maybe even over Goldie. Um but yeah, I, I don't like those two ruck in the same team.
0: No, fair enough. Any thoughts on that, Frank? No, Frank's gone. I think he's uh, spat the dummy by Sands. But he—I he, I don't think he's on board with the Tristan Sherry uh, or the Turner. on even... <laughs> oh. my uh, bench?
2: <laughs> Am I still there, dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
0: no, right. Go ahead. Yeah, no thoughts oh, on sorry. the team. Uh,
2: um, uh, yeah, uh, with with as in Sherry and and Goldstein in in the same ruck.
0: Yeah, yeah, in the same team, basically. In the Same All
2: team. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Look, um, I agree with Jesse. He um, neither of them have shown like a propensity to to kick goals. So that's my fear is that you've really got either the bench or they're on the ground. But I think we need to start thinking about um, life after Goldstein. So uh, happy to oh, – I think like Jesse, I think he probably will play um, as far as, uh, you know, slowly getting games into him.
0: Yeah. No, and that's fair enough. Look, I mean, like you said, it's what, uh, you know, you're picking your team. It's not uh, what will probably get picked um, on round one. It's the team that you sort of want um, going into round one. So, no, fair, fair points. Um, you probably just, uh, we'll talk about Curtis Taylor. You probably just don't think he's fit enough at the moment uh, there, Luke. Oh, Jesse, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, from, from a Curtis Taylor perspective, I think we need to get some more match time into him, play him in the VFL for a bit. Get him fit. That's just mostly a fitness thing. The same as Archer. Apparently he had an amazing pre-se- uh, pre-season. So it's a shame that he got injured just before the game. or
0: else, from all reports, he would have been in. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it sounds like we're getting a few injuries now. So. <laughs> yeah, right at the wrong time. Yeah. Like, we, we, we had a pretty uninterrupted uh, pre-season. So, yeah, now we're sort of starting to start, uh, yeah, get uh, a few injuries with the news that Callum Coleman-Jones has got uh, plantar fascia, f- fascia um, which is quite a painful uh, sort of footy. Uh, tear. So yeah, and there's not much he can do with that as well. So it might be a thing that's going to um, hamper him for the rest of the season. Um, it looks like uh, Cameron Zerha will be out of the round one team, Frank. I mean, even if it's a grade one strain, it's probably one to three weeks. Um, and if it's grade two, it's probably four to six. Uh, you probably have to think hes they're not going to take any risks, are they?
2: No, but I did. He was I was right near the players race on Saturday and, and I did see him re-emerged from the rooms after half-time just in the sort of the training gear, but he had no ice on the calves and he walked around to the bench um, with the security guard. So he wasn't limping or anything like that and there was definitely no ice or strapping on either of the calves. So I'm, I'm hoping that it is a very, very minor one, if if not maybe just a, a bit of tightness.
0: Yeah, that's what I initially thought, that it was a bit of a tightness, but they have said it is a calf strain. Um, Jesse... Do we even – like if he's if it's a one- to two-week one, um, you probably have to think he has to train the, the week leading up to the game. Otherwise, why would you risk it, really?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I completely agree with, agree with you there. I, I wouldn't be I, – I wouldn't be risking him. Um, I think there's – you know, it's round one. The worst thing that could happen is you bring him back – he he gets injured for even longer and then you're at more of a disadvantage. Um, look if, if the doctors absolutely clear him and he looks fit, then I think he plays. But the doctors would have to be 100 percent confident. I mean we've got a we've got a few few tough games after that. We've got Freo the week after um, and then you know we, we've got a winnable game against the against the Hawks. So I I'd be really lining him up for that Freo or Hawks game. Um I think it's a great opportunity for, to play some other players forward, et cetera. You know, we're, we're in, we're not going to be making finals. We're in there to see players play this year for Clarko to make some decisions on the list. So
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't be risking him personally. No, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Um, I think it's an area of the ground. We've got a bit of depth in, haven't we, Frank? Look, we've got uh, Eddie Ford, we've got Curtis Taylor. that can play there. Um, so yeah, I mean, we don't have to rush him, do we really?
2: No, absolutely not. Yeah, Uh, as Jess said, it's probably a good opportunity if he doesn't make it, and you're right. I think that he'd have to be absolutely 100% clear to play round one. I think uh, we get a look at a few of the other kids uh, floating uh, that that are available uh, and give him time to rest. But, yeah, I think there's other options there if uh, he can't make it.
0: Yeah, and uh, CCJ, we'll just quickly touch on that. He wasn't going to play round one, was he, Jesse?
1: Nah, no, not for mine. I think the writing was on the wall there. You could see it. He was playing, you know, he, was, he marked to play VFL anyway, which I think was no surprise to
0: anyone. Yeah, what about you, Frank? I don't, I don't think you had him in your version two team anyway, um, but I, I don't think he was really a chance to play round one. No, I didn't
2: have him in the team just on the, on what his return has been so far. Just There was no way him, Sherry and Goldstein were playing in the same team. And I had Sherry ahead of him. So, yeah, I um, I don't think he was going to play regardless.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. We won't talk about that uh, much more. Uh, we'll talk about the game a little bit. Um, we'll start uh, with the midfield battle. Now, you know, we, we, um, we did all right against Richmond the week before when we had probably our second-tier midfield. And then uh, the midfielders came back this week, which is North Melbourne way, and uh, we, we struggled. Um, now, I, I think the main concern was... Uh, their clearances were just probably a, a, a bit too easy. Uh, is that fair to say, Jesse? I, I think they'll get into... Well, well Bonson Pally looks fantastic. He was very fit. <laughs> but they'll get in deep forward 50 entry, entries, which um, put us under a lot of pressure in the back line. Um, how did you see it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, look, I think the best analysis I've seen was Ricky's in terms of the dogs play a very... And you can see this when you're you know, watching on TV, especially... The Dogs play a very Russian roulette brand of football. They trust that their midfield is going to win it. So as soon as they get the tap or the ball gets into the midfield, everyone is running forward, which for a team like us is very difficult. You know, the Dogs will beat up on a lot of weaker teams this year. They'll be give them the flat track bully award. Uh, they, their midfield is so powerful. There's so many people who can rotate through there. And our midfield was... Slow to react, a little bit, a little one-dimensional. I thought, um, a little one-paced. So yeah, they they definitely struggled. I, I think last week we saw how our midfield went against uh, the Tigers. And we we were really happy with it, but the Tigers got demolished by the Ds. So maybe they're not really the stick that we should have been comparing ourselves to. Um, yeah, look, I I'm not overly concerned. Again, you had Phillips rotating through there, who. You know, he, he's out, had a year out of the game. It was against probably the best midfield in the competition. Um, hmm. So he would have learned a lot. You know, you had power rotate through there a little bit. And I thought he had a good game. Simpkin had a good game. Uh, Cunnington, again, you know, he's only played a couple games really since he's come back. And I thought he was pretty good. Um, yeah. He made a couple little mistakes, but none of them that I, I blamed him for, um, given, given what he's been through. And it's going to take him a little bit of time to get back to his absolute best. Uh, LDU was well, well down, um, but that's not going to happen every week. I, I just think he had a down game. Um, I don't think that's a concern of everything anything to come. You know, the, the Dogs midfield and the Eagles midfield are two very, very different things.
0: Yeah, no, pretty well summed up. Um, what about you, Frank? Did you want to add anything to that or pretty happy with what Jesse said?
2: Yeah, pretty pretty happy with what he said. I thought um, uh, just to touch on a few things that Jesse said, I think um, up, up till probably about the 10 minutes of the second quarter, we were both playing our style of games, the way I think we want to play a little bit and the way they want to play. But then when we lost the momentum, it was all the way the Bulldogs wanted to play. They got... Uh, they got their setups right. They got their, um, uh, they got, uh, um, what's his name? The the small fellow with the helmet. I've forgotten his name now. Caleb, Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel was finding space on his own to, to create and everything just started to sort of come apart. And even our rebound died where, you know, if we did take a defensive mark, it was kind of slow um, and and not really uh, inventive in the in the way we came out of defence. And I think that was just the Bulldogs, Playing and controlling the game under
0: their turns. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I guess it's a lesson. I mean, I'll stick with you, Frank. Now, I think the main worry that I've got that I've noticed in the first couple of weeks is probably the ability to concede a number of goals in a row, um, and quite quickly as well. We've seen it at the start of the second quarter where we conceded three goals in a row pretty quickly in the first three minutes, and blew the game open. And then at the end of the second quarter to the start of the third quarter, we conceded another six goals in a row. And that came from last week as well. Where Against Richmond, we conceded five goals in a row. I think with a young team, it tends to be a pattern. Um, and it's probably going to hurt us in um, games this year. Um, did are, are you worried about that at all, Frank? Uh, well, or I am I like, reading too much into it?
2: Well, I didn't like the fact that I think the second of those goals in the second quarter was a 50-metre penalty. Be it a dubious one on our wing, I don't know what it was for, but it was. But, again, that led to a goal. And then it's that sort of morale-sapping, you know, uh, goal that, that seems to really drain us. Uh, and, again, yeah, we just kind of fell away really badly. Couldn't get a centre clearance. Um, our kicking abandoned us again, uh, you know, with some really bad kicks. So, uh, look, I think it's a bit of confidence stuff. It's, it's going to happen. Um, as, as great as it is to have Clarkson here, I don't think he's going to be able to turn it around in a preseason. And unfortunately, when you have a a, a thirty minute lapse against the Bulldogs, is going to cost you eight goals. Where a thirty minute lapse against the Eagles might cost you two. Yeah, yeah
0: um, well, and yeah, and, exactly.
2: that's, and that's probably where how you've got to look at it.
0: Yeah, no, fair point as well. Uh, What about you, Jesse? Any concerns with that? Um, Or am I pretty much reading too much in it in the the first couple weeks of pre-season? And uh, I think uh, you you think uh, Clarkson will have a plan for when teams get momentum more in the proper stuff?
1: Yeah, look, I think he's got some things up his sleeve in terms of what he would do in the real season that he's not going to use now. But at the same time, look, it is a concern. It is a pattern that was, I think, the two main things that I saw during the game, which were you know, carbon copies of last year was the forward entry. So our, our inability to kick it to our forwards, get it in quickly, kick it to Liam Jones was the game plan for most of it appeared and the inability to get it out of the, the back line. Um, a lot of times we would take a kick in and go straight to one of their players and then they'd rebound in. The momentum thing is, is, is an issue. Um, I, think some of it will come with getting more used to Clarko's game plan I think some of it will come with our defenders learning to gel together you've got you know we had go to playing down there we had Perez both of them inexperienced Mackay and Logue I reckon spoiled each other on three occasions um, which is perfectly fine I've got no issue Mm. seeing that because they're just trying to both intercept which they're you know Mackay's had to do that pretty much by himself for the last year. So it's going to take them a little bit of time to get used to playing with one another. I think there was a lot of things that I saw that could be fixed um, that would help keep momentum um, when we do have it and things that would stop the opposition from not having as much of a a prolonged period of momentum themselves. Um, But, yeah, the main concern for me around the momentum was our inability to hold on to the ball and give it back to the opposition, either in a really damaging spot on the half half forward line so they could just quickly rebound with it and get a score. Um, Or, as I said, from a kick-in, going directly to one of their players, 60 out, who can just pinpoint someone.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's I mean, there's a few concerns, but, um, yeah, I mean, with the two talls, I mean, there's probably a bit of panic in situations where the ball was going deep and everyone decided to go up it on occasions um, because they did have, like, three or four players in there that were 200 centimetres plus, so probably a little bit of panic, um, but, um, you know, whereas you're playing against a lesser team. Uh, maybe a West Coast who, you know, I mean, they've got decent forward line, but uh, it's nothing compared to, you know, three 200-centimetre players like Aaron Norton, um, Darcy, and Lobb, and, you know, I think they still had someone else I'm probably missing there as well. They had didn't they? Yeah. They had yeah. <laughs> it,
1: was, it was pretty crazy. I don't, look, I don't think you're going to see any other team deploy four tour forwards in terms of Jamara... You know, yeah, Darcy, well, yeah. lobbin and, and not no one else is going to do that this year. And I'm very interested to see how that works out for the dogs. I think against teams like us, it will work a treat because their midfield will dominate us. They'll kick at the to full tools and that will hurt. But against good teams, it's I, I just don't see it functioning. Personally, as skilled as they each of those players is, um, mm. but. Yeah, look, against other teams, as you said, and even I think even against good teams who run a, a, a double forward line in terms of two key forwards or even run two, uh, you know, two and maybe a, a medium tall, I think that will be okay. I think core coming back in now being able to play legitimate third defender instead of Bonner, um, which I, I think will happen, um, will make a massive difference. Um, his experience adding that with Logue and, and Mackay, I think makes a very strong, you know, a much stronger defence.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Now, I'll go to you, Frank. Uh, forward 50 entries were pretty ordinary. We led the forward 50 count uh, 34 32 at half time, but um, there was a real lack like, of synergy, synergy, wasn't there, between the mids and the forwards?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Dean. Look, I, I was happy with, obviously, Charlie Common didn't have a, a, a super productive game, uh, but he did present and compete. Unfortunately, some of the kicks were just out and out horrible going into the forward 50, where he he or Larky had front positioned and they picked out the defender. So, yeah, there was it was a little bit frustrating. Um, I, I guess a lot of the kicks were just hack kicks out of the middle into the forward line, didn't give our forwards a great opportunity. But at least um, the the good thing was that he did um, present um, pretty hard at the contest. Just wasn't able to clunk them, unfortunately.
0: No, no, that's right. We'll we'll talk about him in a sec. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go. I'll, I'll ask you this, Jesse. I, I felt like the forwards um, didn't help the midfield either. I found a, a lot of the times we played. Uh, we're playing behind our opponent and Liam Jones was over to read it. I think he got like eight intercept marks or something for the game. But yeah, you know, I mean, you can't expect players like Nick Lucky, you know, playing from behind. You can't expect players to kick 65 metres over the defender's head. I, I, I felt like they didn't uh, do the midfield any favours half the time. Yeah, look,
1: I agree with that. I don't think the forwards placement was fantastic. They also dropped a few marks between the two of them that I, you know, I don't think they'll drop every day of the week. Um, So they did drop a few marks between them. But yeah, the positioning wasn't great. There was one instance where the commentator called out that uh, Comden should have been at the back rather than at the front. And there was multiple instances where they should have been playing in front of their man rather than behind. I think they didn't make it easy for the midfield at all. um, Albeit that a lot of the midfielders just decided to to bomb it as high as possible onto the head of all of their defenders. Mm. I, I thought it was a little bit telling that the it it almost seemed like the best distributors within inside fifty were Paul Curtis. I think once or once or twice in particular he he, he laced out uh, forward, um, so that was you know that was good. But albeit we kind of want him in the forward line, um, I think there was a really good pick, uh, kick from Powell at one stage, um, and the other one, oh, there, there was one other instance of. I saw one uh, – Steve-O, when he came on, I thought he was able to – on one or two occasions, he was able to get the ball forward in a pretty productive way. Um, but outside of them, it was – yeah, a lot of players kind of panicked when they had it and just bombed it long. Um, and when you're playing from behind and you're having it bombed on your head and you've all of a sudden got to try and then wrestle to the front, uh, yeah, it's not going to work. So, look, I think that's that's a problem. Um, so was so, so was the fact that once we got it in there, it came out really, really quickly. Um But we've had that problem for a while and that's just getting our smalls across, you know, what they should be doing. Um, You know, the problem that we had, and I don't think this will become, you know, uh, this will happen too much through the main season is because we were trying a few things out. So at at one time you might have those two plus, you know, Cunnington was resting forward a bit or one of the other mids was resting forward a bit is... We were a little bit slower at times Mm -hmm. in the forward line. Um, You know, Paul Curtis, as amazing as he was up the field, he's probably our quickest small forward. Um, The only other one who was applying pressure was Turner, to be honest. So, yeah, look, that is going to be a problem. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's just something that we're going to have to work on and we're not going to see a a, a quick fix for in terms of a, a forward line structure.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, and no, yeah, I, I did notice that when Cunnington did go forward for a spell in the second quarter, it did make us a lot slower. So we've got to be wary of that, I suppose, um, yeah, going into the, the proper season. I mean, he has added value in uh, the pre-season. I think he's uh, kicked 12, 10 or 12 goals in pre-season matches playing three or four, um, yeah, uh yeah, intra-club and practice matches, obviously, against Richmond and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, we just got to be wary that he is a bit slow. Is it a case of just um, lowering the eyes a bit uh, sometimes too, Frank? I mean, we did kick it, um, you know, we were, like Jesse said, we were bombing in a lot. In a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we got to start lowering the eyes a little bit too, don't we? And just even sometimes a 15, 20-metre kick to around 40 metres from goal, at least gives you a shot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Look, and that's probably a bit of perceived pressure, Dean, as well. You we know that the it, it became pretty hard for our mids to get their hands on the ball midway through that second, and when we did, yeah, uh, you know, I guess you, you fall into bad habits, and that was just uh, you know like helicopters into the half forward line and uh, and barrels and and whatever it was just to relieve pressure. So yeah, look, it was a uh, probably a. a a tough team to try and wrestle momentum back off. Um, so, you know, you, you just cop that um, for what it was, but you hope against lesser teams that we might be able to, uh, yeah, lower the ice and pick out targets with a little bit less pressure.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, or maybe there was a bit of perceived pressure up the ground where we did sort of just um, go a little bit too long on occasions, and yeah, not uh, remain uh, composed. I'll stick with you um, here, Frank. Now, Charlie Combin, I know he played a bad game, but I don't think it was as bad as people um, said it was. I mean, people are already calling for his head. But, um, yeah, I, I actually look at the synergy between him and Nick Larkey and not one occasion have I noticed, maybe once or twice it has happened, um, but they haven't gotten gotten in each other's way. When there's been you know long forward 50 entries or you know passes or leading patterns, I think there's a real synergy there, and yeah, I, I mean I think we just got to persist with him, don't we? Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah. Oh, look, and the and the main thing that he did wrong was he oh, for me is he just didn't hold on to the opportunities uh, that he had. You know, he could have easily kicked two or three goals. I know his his stats weren't super heavy. Um, but uh, I think for me more it was the frustration of how close he got to contributing but then just undid his, his own good work but I think those two just need time together learn each other's leading patterns uh, and I much prefer him in the side than out of the side
0: yeah 100% I don't think we've got many options at the moment with CCJ uh, out at the moment, I, I think he's pretty much going to get given a game. We don't have many a plethora of the key forwards. We've been crying out for one for a number of years. He looks now, Jesse. He looks like a confidence player. And once he dropped a mark, I think it was in the second quarter. I think it. Um, you can sort of tell that uh, he lost a lot of um, belief in him, uh, his, in his own self. Uh, did you notice that as well? Or and, and I, I think all he needs is just one big pack mark to get himself going. Yeah, look, I agree with that, and I think you saw at
1: one stage he gave away a fifty. Uh, I think he pushed his opponent over or something like that. So he, look, he got frustrated. Uh, he wasn't having a great day, and he yeah, he, look, he's a, you got to remember he's a young player who's played two games. He's played two games of senior football. Um, so we've got to give him a we've got to give him a shot. I thought the you know the calls on Twitter were pretty outrageous from people saying you know he's not up to it and etc. You know he, he had a we, we as a team had a rough game. I thought he needed to work on his positioning a little bit, not in terms of running at the larky, mostly just around how he was running at the ball, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, look, if he takes a mark and he gets confident, like any young kid, he's going to then play better. Uh, I That's why I don't mind the idea or, be, you know, ticking off that his body's okay of having help pinch hit in the ruck when Goldie can't Uh, if we don't play Tristan in the the team because obviously it gets him into a different position where he can kind of you know get get around the ball and get his hands on it um yeah I've got I don't really have any concerns with him I think he just needs a prolonged chance to play senior football against multiple sides different defenders and and learn his game you know any key forward who's come into the game struggles that predominantly they all struggle at the start of their career and this is a guy who's only forget about you know his injuries and how many years he's been in the system he's only played two games against senior afl defenders so he needs time that's all
0: yeah 100 percent that'll come with experience and i've got no uh, uh, problem with uh, persisting with him for you know pretty much the whole year as long as he's fit healthy um because he's going to have bad games he's going to have more bad games but i think he'll have some good ones too where he will kick three or four goals um, and, you know, and will take the big marks. I mean, I, I think, yeah, uh, you know, I've compared him with Jared Waite. Jared Waite was a very inconsistent forward at uh, Carlton for a number of years. Um, probably found his most uh, consistent part of his career uh, towards the latter part where he's at North Melbourne. So, yeah, no, he just needs time, like you said. Um, and, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I mean, at the moment, we don't have many options. So I think we've got uh, Larky, Combin, um, CCJ and Jacob Edwards is probably a key forwards on the list, so I think um, it, yeah, and and we've been crying out for a second uh, forward to help out no, Larky, so he's it at the moment. Um, we'll move forward. Uh, Frank Aiden Bonner probably not good enough to be your third defender, is he? I think I think that was the absolute worst case
2: scenario was the forward line that the Bulldogs yeah. wheeled out against him. Yeah, yeah. I 100%. Think. Oh, I think in 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 essence, the uh, the, uh, the comfort I took out of it was I think that the West the, the, the Bulldogs wanted to toy with this idea and what better team to trial it on than us you know, the statistically the worst defensive team in the comp. So yeah. I, I don't know that they'll line up like that too often. And I think Clarko probably did the, the same thing and went, look, I'm, there's no point bringing in a third genuine tour because that's not how we're going to line up for the majority of the year. Mm. And and unfortunately, Bonner was the one that that found himself, uh, you know, trying to pick up uh, Norton or or Darcy as, as they floated through. And um, yeah, he he struggled a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not having a go that he's not good enough to be in, in a team, but not as a, as your third tall defender. I think he's 188 centimetres, which is quite yeah. average. And he seems to be a player that's a bit stiff, Jesse. Like, he seems to, like last year against Carlton, he, he was lining up against <laughs> Harry McCoy. Uh, yeah. Then uh, there was that Sydney Swans game where he came on as a sub, as a forward, never played in a forward line before. He, he doesn't have much luck, does he?
1: No, he's been stitched up a few times, hasn't he, the poor bloke? Look, oh, I agree with what Crank said in terms of that... That opposition team, like had Clarko wanted to counter it, we could have played Callan Dawson. He was fit. I think he was an emergency, or he was on the extended bench. I think we could have played him, um, but hmm. you know we weren't aiming to do that. We were trying to play a team based on what our likely team is to be. I think as a medium defender, he's he's promising. Maybe he could play that position. I I still don't know if defence is his best position. I'm not. I think there's talent there. Um, I'm just not sure what his best position on a football field is, but I think we persist and see where he ends up. It may end up being a medium defender, but yeah, look, a lot of people are making outrageous calls about why is he on a list and why did you know what's he doing, etc. But as Frank said, we lined up against a team with four extremely tall forwards, and the poor bloke had to play on someone twenty five centimetres taller than him for most of the game. So against most teams, that that's not going to happen. He's going to end up on someone, you know, within 10 centimetres of him at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, I think there's talent there. I'm not too concerned. I think I had him as my sub because he can play a few different roles in terms of midfield or down back. Um, I would be happy with him being in the back line, albeit that I think that I prefer having McDonald and then a few younger players. Um He's good depth in terms of if, if one of the talls does get injured. Him and Dawson can obviously come in. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's a third def- a third tall defender. Um, I'm just not sure his best position is.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. It sounds like someone's getting uh, attacked by Magpies in the background there. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I guess um, the criticism we will have of him, of him Frank, is, and uh, Ricky talked about this yesterday, was that um, he probably doesn't use the ball... Well enough either Like there's a couple of times he probably got caught um, Just uh, with mixed decisions He went long when he probably should have gone short And he went short when he probably should have gone long Um, Did you notice that as well, Frank? Yeah, I did
2: Uh, And I I think that's Again, uh, probably a little bit Of how the the Bulldogs played Put pressure on us Um, Admittedly, we don't have a lot Of good ball users That peel off half-back for us Or or out of the, the back line um, but yeah, look, he's another one of those guys that can be a bit unreliable by foot and uh against the, the Bulldog, where he's turning the ball over is exactly where they want to get it, and yeah, it hurt us,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with him now. We'll talk about Frank's uh, very favorite player here, Jesse. Uh, we'll start with you, Kane Turner. I think he's a lock for round one. We don't have many uh, small pressuring um defensive forwards, he's probably our number one, number two option at the moment. So do you think he's in the round one
1: team? Yeah, look, I've got him on my bench. I think he plays round one. Uh, Look, what do you have? He had like nine or 10 disposals and a goal, uh, which, you know, is what it is. I think we know what to expect with him. The main thing was, and I don't have his stats here, but the main thing was he did pressure the, you know, he did pressure, which is what what he can do. Um, and as you said, we don't have a pressure small forward. He's also kicked goals in the last two games, the one against Richmond and the one on the weekend. So it's, you know, he hasn't been, I, I didn't think in either either game he's been terrible. I thought he'd been as good, if not in the better half of the players that have played, to be honest. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think he plays purely out of virtue of the fact that we don't have a pressure small um, in the side.
0: Yeah. What about uh, you, Frank? You know, you're probably um, gritting your teeth there, but uh, look, I, I yeah, I, I agree with Jesse. I, I just don't think we've got many other options. Um, uh, unless yeah, you know, you're probably talking about a Phoenix Spicer, who probably isn't isn't up to it at the moment. I'm not so sure he went it, but um, yeah, we don't um, have too many options. Look, I've I've got the depth chart right in front of me at the moment. We've got small forwards Jack Marnie, who's injured, Phoenix Spicer, and Kane Turner. I mean, maybe Harry Sheasel turns into that type of player, but I don't think so. I think he's more of a Stevie J, where he's you know, more of an offensive rather than defensive uh, uh, forward type player. Um, do you think he plays round one?
2: I think he does, Dean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, again, I haven't been unimpressed with what he's done. I think he's been a contributor. But it, it's up to the guys that you mentioned and, and guys like probably Charlie Lazaro and that to, to have pushed him out, and I don't think any of them have done enough to suggest that they're ahead of Kane Turner.
0: No, no, definitely not. Um, yeah, I was a bit uh, I was a bit disappointed, in you Frank, that you had the pitchforks out two two, two minutes after the siren went, uh, waiting for him at the at the at the car park <laughs> after the game. But um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I, look, well, we know who Kane Turner is. Um, you know, I mean, if he plays. 18 games this year, you'll be lucky to get a goal a game out of him. You know, He might get 15, um, you know, four tackles a game and about eight to 10 possessions a game. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, poor Popolo did that for a number of years and they played in premierships at Hawthorne. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how we go. Uh, yeah. Small defenders, we don't have many of them. Um, I know, Jesse, we talked about this in your version two team. Do you think Flynn Perez, Frank, is in a round one team? Or do you think if Aaron Hall's fit that he probably takes his spot?
2: Uh I would probably knowing Aaron Hall's history I'd probably go with Flynn Perez. I'd like to get some more miles into Aaron Hall especially with all those soft tissue injuries that he had last year. Uh um so look, and Hall is a great accumulator of the ball but he he can turn it over as well. I think I'd rather I'd rather get a couple more weeks into his legs to make sure that he's he's fit and um try Perez see see what he's got.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, fair enough. Uh, Jesse, I was a little bit disappointed with that Aaron Norton when he kicked the goal and he sidestepped him from his right foot to go on the only foot he's got on his leg um, and kick a goal. That, I mean, that was obviously – I don't know if you were uh, pretty disappointed with that with Flynn, but, uh, yeah, uh, you've got him in your version two team. I think he'll play round one, but probably if Aaron Hall starts, um, you know, uh, we'll be breathing down his neck um, if, if we do struggle early. Yeah, look, I
1: think the thing with Perez for me is (sighs) we've got a little bit out of him. He was obviously coming from a few injuries, so he was a fair way back. I think he needs a little bit more time, so we know exactly what we're getting with him. Or the thing is that we do have a few other players that could take that spot. Hall can come in if you want a more attacking option. If you want a more defensive option, then, you know, I'd be playing Archer. Um, So you've got a few people who can take his spot. But I oh, look, I think he plays round one. I think we need to give him a few more games. He was a decently high draft pick. You know, I think he, him and he, him and Charlie Comden were, you know, within a few picks of one another. So I think we need to give him a little bit more time. Um, but yeah, look, there, there has been a few signs at the end of last year in the games that he played and on the weekend that I didn't love. I think there was that one. I think there was one where he tried to... Kick it on the other side of his body and kicked out the full on one stage. And, yeah, there was a few things, a few mistakes he made. Uh, he isn't the cleanest with the ball. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's one wood is meant would be very good defensively. And yeah, with the Norton one that didn't really lend into that. So yeah, look, he he's on the edge uh, of of the team. He could easily be replaced with you know. A, you know, with an archer or a hall, or even you know, you could even play modern in there. I suppose. So yeah, look, he's going to be one who has to start start putting some performances together to keep his spot.
0: Yeah, and it's a big year for him as well. I mean, he's had a, he's only signed a one year contract, so yeah, I mean, you he, you probably want to hit the ground running. Uh, at the moment, he's probably got the inside track, uh, being the number one small defender. So yeah, we'll uh, see how he go. Uh, he might play on in a Crips. Um, from West Coast in round one, but uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. Uh, one more player I want to talk about, uh, Frank. Now, um, it's probably opened the door a lot for this individual um, for round one. He might be, you know, pretty close to about 70 80% in the team. That's Eddie Ford. Were you a bit surprised that he was omitted in the first place?
2: Um, look, I was. Um, uh, I, uh, I guess he, he looked to have done enough or had played really well the week prior. Maybe there's just some things there that Clarkson wants him to to work on in the background that we're not seeing, maybe defensively. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's probably done enough now with the injury to Zerhart that uh, he plays round one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think he'll be pretty close. It's either probably him or Curtis Taylor come in for that role. Um, you're pretty keen on him, aren't you, Jesse? I mean, you put him in a fourth pocket and start an eight, don't you? Yeah, look, I really like Ford.
1: I like what he offered in the Richmond game. Um, in the, I think in the practice match as well, he he played really well. Uh, he played in the starting team with the Richmond game as well. So I was, yeah, I thought it was a little bit odd that he didn't, uh, after a good game, get to play the week after in the seniors. Uh, but yeah, look, I think he comes in. He, I think he's got more in the bank than Curtis Taylor. Uh, I like. Look, don't get me wrong. I like Curtis Taylor. Uh, I think he will play more forward this year than up the ground, which is what he's done the last few years. I think he is a forward and we should be playing him as such. Um, but yeah, I'd be, I think, look, I think Ford's got the, got, the, got the money in the bank at the moment. So I'd be playing him. I'm a pretty decent fan. I think he should be getting, a, you know, a few more games to see what he can do. Um, yeah, I, I, Yeah, he's in my team.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, yeah, no, he, he looked really good against Richmond. So, yeah, no, it's, um, he's definitely um, got, a, got a big chance of picking around round one team, uh, you'd have to think now. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about a couple of veterans. Now, you mentioned you before, uh, Jesse, Liam Shields. Um, what did you think of his role on the weekend, Frank? I, I think he's only uh, like I think his best position has always been right the midfield. I'm not even too sure what he played in the weekend whether it was half forward or on the wing. Um, he, he got I don't know, he had a handful of touches. Do you think he's gonna, you know he's going to play a lot of football this year, Frank, um, as like an on field coach? Look, I don't
2: know to be honest. He's lined up on the wing, uh, on the outer side wing that where um, where I was standing. Um, yeah, I, I honestly I, I don't know that he contributed enough uh, to suggest that he's just his leadership is going to be enough to get him a game. Um, so I think that they'd probably want a bit more out of him. Maybe it was there that he was out there for that particular reason to just try and. Um, settle
0: the team down but on his output I don't think he's in It will be touch and go, maybe you might be the sub first week, I'm not too sure just um, talking to the players on the bench as well It would be interesting to see if Alice Clarkson's on the bench um, when he's coaching round one as well Uh, Jesse, Hugh Greenwood, he's probably on the outer now isn't he?
1: Yeah, look, I think the fact that he didn't Play in the in the seniors is kind of telling. He look. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. By all reports, he had a pretty good preseason. He looked like he had passed. You know, he had a few niggles last year that he got rid of. But I just don't see. I think he comes in if an LDU or a Cunnington misses. Um, that's really his role. You know, he's an inside bull. That is his his position. Um, and I just don't see that spot in the team because you need to get games into Philip. Phillips and Power this year, I don't hmm. care. you just got to put games into them. So it means he only can really fit in if, you know, a Simpkin or a Cunnington or an LDU misses. So, yeah, look, it's a bit of a shame. Um, I think that he would, if he played, he would give us more maybe immediate impact in the short term in a single game than some of the others may. But I don't, yeah, I just don't, I don't think for a long-term um, he's in our best 22.
0: No. Or probably side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh look, his handy like you said, if there's uh injuries or something to Ben Cunnington or a Josh Simp can touch wood. Um that uh, yeah, he's probably a good option. Like he you know, I mean we all know who he is, Frank. He's pretty much a center clearance player and you know, gets lots of tackles uh in, in tight in the contest. And that's about all you get from him, don't you, Frank? Yeah,
2: and and, and obviously the opposition would I think to an extent seeing Cunnington and the Greenwood out on out on the field together would begin to exploit that um, yeah. offensively and run off them. I, I don't think he can play the two guys uh, like that in the same team. He's a yeah, he's a he's a bull. Uh, he fights hard, but on the spread he gets exposed.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean he might uh, play here handful of games this year, but uh, he's more there as a, a as a mentor for the you know reserves younger players. I think at this stage. Yeah. Um, Anyway, boys, um, I, re- I think I've held you up long enough. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I'll have you boys back next week um, for version three teams. Um, and we can, you know, we'll can, we probably have, uh, we'll be talking a lot about selection and hopefully no more injuries. Um, but um, I really appreciate you coming on the show and look forward to chatting to you next week. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, thank you, Jess. Thank you. So thank you to those two individuals for coming on the show once again. Again, That's it for this episode. Uh, I did do an episode yesterday with Ricky Mangitis, um, ravishing Ricky Mangitis, I should say. Um, yes, uh, talked a lot about the season the Bulldogs game, certain individual players. Um, it was a really good show, so make sure to check that out as well as this show, um, which you've already listened to. Otherwise, you would not be listening to my voice right now. So, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, also, thanks for all the likes, retweets, comments you guys put on the show. It's helping it grow. Um, the downloads have been pretty high um, so far this year, like I've uh, mentioned uh, in the last few episodes. And it's only because of your continuing um, support that uh, all your listeners have been um, you know, putting a word out there for your friends, uh, family. Um, putting reviews on Spotify uh, really helps the show. It goes out to other people. I was talking to Lee at 11 handballs, and he said he found his show that was on Spotify because it was a recommended show. He didn't know much about it. So because all your listeners put, you know, five stars, so it does um, yeah, it does come up, uh, you know, as recommended shows. So it's good for that, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys um, or girls listen to. So, yeah, no, make sure to do that as well. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, once again, um, I'll be back. Uh, probably later in the week, Uh, not too sure what I'm going to do, I'll probably do, I'll probably probably list out um, a few of your version 2 teams that I got in um, last week, so yeah, and I'll see uh, what guests come up, so I'll do one more show this week, Uh, going away for a few days over the weekend um, before footy season starts, but I'll be back with the boys next week, Uh, probably around Tuesday evening, Uh, probably have another show after that, so yeah, it's really ramping up at the moment, so yeah, yeah. a lot to look forward to, so today I'm going to leave a shout out to Ross Payne, um, you know, former host of the North Talk Pod. Uh, he did a great job, uh, very professional. Um, yeah, you know, he set the bar for, you know, uh, North Melbourne podcast, and, you know, he, he did not himself, you know, like, not himself, like, he had guests on and so forth, but uh, there was only one North Melbourne podcast, and it, um yeah, it inspired me to, you know, get uh, more content out there for all you lovely uh, listeners, so, yeah, he did a great job, Ross Payne, uh, it's obviously going to be a little bit sad uh, without listening to him, uh, Siobhan Rowe, uh, Marnie Cohen, um I think it was uh yeah, a number of others, Matt Oliver as well. So yeah, uh shout out to all those people. Um, you know, for you know, doing a great job. Um you know, uh over the podcast for yeah, five and a half years, I think he did it for. So yeah, good job to Ross Payne and uh good luck to him. Um and whatever he's uh, up to. And he's still gonna uh be a passionate North supporter, so don't forget that, um, while you're out there. So yeah, if you if you can, uh Leave a comment for him, and what a great job he did for this show. So make sure to do that. So, yeah, that's it for today's show. So the shout-out will go to Ross Payne. Um, And that's it. Bye for now.